When I look back and think about my podcast career, well, I started in 2007 with a concept called Four Husbands by Husbands with a buddy of mine. We started in 2007 and went from around 2000 until 2011. So that was about four years of kind of understanding and kind of creating and getting my feet wet, really, in this craft that I call podcasting. And restarted probably about four years ago from 2000 and maybe 2018 and started podcasting again. And since that time, I've learned several things, several things, not just about podcasting, but about myself while I'm podcasting or creating this podcast journey. And I wanted to share with you seven things that I've learned from podcasting that will not just help you become a better podcaster, but I think will help you when you think about different aspects of your life. Are you ready to tap into the power of live streaming to grow your influence and build a true community around your podcast? Then welcome to Podcasters Live with your host, Steve Worthy. In each episode, Steve and the gang unpack the best tech, simplify proven techniques, and chop it up on the latest trends you need to know to create the kind of show where your listeners want to tune in live. Sound good? Let's get started. So when we talk about the seven lessons that I have learned uh, for podcasting, I want to also say that these same lessons will apply or have applied through my journey with live streaming. And so I want to put the two together. So this is not just going to be about the podcast journey, but this is also going to be about what I've learned during the live streaming process, because honestly, a lot of the learnings mirror each other. Because as you go down this journey, there's a lot of things that are unexpected and there are a lot of things that you will encounter for the very first time because all of this is new to you, right? And so understanding some of those nuances of how to actually set a schedule, run a show, all these different things, they all apply, not just to podcasting, but also to the live stream process as well. Okay, so the first one. Embrace failure. You have to embrace failure. A good buddy of mine, he was actually on my other podcast called Retail Leadership with Steve Worthy. Paul Norfolk, he came up with this acronym, if you will, and it's called FAIL. And it means first attempt in learning. And why he wanted to actually utilize that acronym was because we have a lot of people who try very, very hard not to fail at something. They try very hard to get things perfect. And there is no possible way that everything in your life, every project, every um, aspect or goal that you have is going to be without some measure of failure. So embracing failure during your podcast live stream journey is going to be inevitable. You have to understand that there are going to be technical issues. There are going to be internet issues. There are going to be issues with your guests. There are going to be issues with your recording. There are going to be times when you you feel like, you, man, I nailed that recording. And guess what? You forgot to actually hit record. So understanding that failure is part of the journey and how you bounce back from those failures or how you address those failures in the moment 
are going to be the most important part of you carrying on. Failure cannot be debilitating unless you allow it to be. Unless you change and understand quickly that, hey, I am going to mess up. I am going to attempt things that I've never done before. And in that learning, guess what? I am going to be stronger going forward. And you can start to identify different issues or situations that are that are going to probably be coming up because you have the experience now. So number one, you have to embrace failure. You know, number two was something that um, I had to really get my head wrapped around a little bit more as I started podcasting. And number two was to treat it like a craft, right? When we start to think about podcasting, a lot of people do podcasting as a hobby. Um, They treat it as such. And I think they do podcasts and sometimes podcasting a disservice when they don't treat it like a craft. Think about actors. Think about somebody who is honing their skills, their uh, they're they're cutting their teeth on Broadway. They're doing all these different plays. They're taking smaller roles. They're going to acting classes. They're doing all these different things in order to hone their skills. One of the things that I really understood was that podcasting is a craft. And so for me to get better, I actually had to take the time to get better. I had to make an investment in myself and in my podcast journey. So here are a couple of things that you can do to help hone your craft. Number one, listen to a ton of podcasts. I got to tell you, that right there will, I guess it will actually push you further along in your journey than a lot of other things. Because when you start to listen to more and more podcasts that are not just in your genre, but that are in different genres and start to learn from them, their techniques, their voice, um, their pronunciation, how they actually do their run a show, how they actually, uh, you know, guide their interview questions, their interview styles, all those different things. You can learn a lot by listening to a ton of podcasts. So I think number one, we start to talk about learning your craft you have to make sure that you're listening to a lot of podcasts. Another thing that I do is I watch and study a lot of YouTube. You know, we have a ton of YouTubers who are getting into the podcast world. But one of the things that YouTubers do very, very well that podcasters can learn from is their level of scripting their shows. Now, I don't script my podcast. I outline my podcast, have keywords and different things like that. So there is some measure of scripting that that takes place. But some of the best YouTubers do a great job of creating a story. They pull you in very quickly into the story. A lot of times, podcasters, we wait too long to bring people into the story. We have to understand that this is an exchange. We're exchanging our information, our podcast for their time. And so we have to understand that. And you have to be able to bring people in as quickly as possible to your story. So studying YouTubers, they actually do this really, really well. One of the other things is that I wanted to invest a little bit in my voice. You know, this is audio first, right? From a podcasting standpoint. So I actually took some voiceover lessons 
And what I learned from voiceover lessons was just around diction, was around how to slow myself down. But the biggest part, and this may sound silly, but I actually learned my voice. I understood how to use my voice properly, the techniques that are unique to Steve, the way that I say certain things that are unique to Steve. I learned all of that by actually taking voiceover classes. So that's another way that you can invest in your craft as a podcaster. And then one of the last ones and tips that I'll give you is to read and study or take a class in your niche, right? One of the things that we fail to realize is that the more information that we can consume outside of us just uh, purporting, you know, content within our podcast, but actually gaining more insight into our craft, into our niche, that will bode well for you from a content creation standpoint. So one of the things that it will do, it will give you more thought leadership as you speak to your audience as you solve their problems. Because when you take a class or you read more books around your specific topic, what you will do is add value to your audience. So those are just a couple of tips to understand that the big number two is that podcasting is a craft and you have to invest your time and sometimes your money in order to make your podcast and live stream better. Number three is to forgive yourself quickly. Forgive yourself quickly. You know, one of the things that I love to watch is football. So um, in America, we call it soccer, but I call it football. And one of the things that I have learned by watching football is that a lot of these soccer players have very short memories. When they actually do something, they miss a shot, they miss a tackle, um, they, they, they create a file or they do something, they have very short memories and they get back to it. They make the mistake and then they get back to doing their job as they say in the sport. I think a lot of podcasters, we have to have the same mentality. We have to forgive ourselves quickly because the tendency is that right after an interview or even right after we, re we record something, the mindset goes to, oh my gosh, why did I say that? Why didn't I ask the guests that question? Or why did I laugh so awkwardly? And on and on it goes. It's it's funny. Um, I had an, an interview with someone that I had been wanting to interview for a long time. Uh, they were over in the UK, and I finally got the opportunity to uh, interview them. And I tried my best not to fanboy out, but I did. I fanboyed so hard and I started listening to the episode and I had this silly goofy laugh every time they said something and it just was so awkward it was like oh my gosh what is wrong with you Steve why are you like this you don't typically you know fanboy out you know over situations but I did and um it was actually when I just started back podcasting and so I had to kind of develop that muscle but I fanboyed out and I laughed so awkwardly. So that last one um, was something that I have done and I can understand why other people will do it. But you have to forgive yourself quickly when you make a mistake because it is all about the practice. It is all about honing your skills 
And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is that if you're able to move forward and move past certain things quickly. The other aspect that we have when podcasting more so than live streaming is that you can edit, right? You can edit out mistakes. You can edit out different things through that process. When you live stream, the one thing that I love about live streaming and that you have to forgive yourself quickly with live streaming as well is that your audience understands that this is live TV. This is live on YouTube, Facebook, or whatever it may be. And there may be circumstances, but it is all how you react. It's how you deal with those situations and how you're able to move past them quickly. I have done certain things on live streams where the overlays have gone flat or I've lost the picture um, of my guest or the audio um, was wrong or the camera shut down or whatever it was. I, you name it, it ha- I have done it and um, made the mistakes and have them to prove it. But my ability to be able to adapt and kind of move back into the process has garnered me a lot of credibility and respect with the audience because they know if something happens, guess what? I'm just going to keep it moving and we'll figure it out and kind of keep going. And then I'll reassess after the show. Same thing with podcasting. You have to forgive yourself quickly. You have to have a short memory as well. Let's move on to number four. Okay, number four. This one is um, a big one because a lot of people, when they start down this path of podcasting and live streaming, they're expecting to be the next Joe Rogan, Jordan Harbinger, right? Or, you know, live streamer who's who's been doing this for, you know, a long time and their audience, they have, you know, Nick Nimmin is one guy that comes to mind. He's a YouTuber and every Saturday morning he comes on and he actually will have 300 to 400 people on his live stream viewing. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You have to, number four, you have to be okay and be content with incremental growth. You setting unrealistic expectations will be the cause of your downfall. It will create pod fade and live stream fade much quicker than you have anticipated. You have to be content with incremental growth. Podcasting and live streaming is a long-term game. And here's why. And this may be a hard truth for a lot of people, but it, it needs to be said. Nobody knows you and nobody cares until they know you and learn how to care about what you have to say. They just don't. They just don't. Right, Your mom and your family will probably listen to your podcast and your live stream probably for the first four or five episodes. And then after that, they're gone doing something else. And that's okay. You have to understand that people don't know you and they really don't care until you give them a reason to care. And the only way that you can give them a reason to care is to solve their problem and to be consistent with your content, and what you're trying to offer them, period. And then once once you do that consistently, the growth will come. 
It will not come overnight. For some people, it may, but I have haven't seen it in in my career with podcasting and live streaming, and even with the clients that we work with. We have to help them set those realistic expectations because if we don't, they're setting themselves up for failure. So you can benchmark your growth. You can benchmark, you know, from show to show how many people are actually in the audience. And then you can kind of see that. The one thing that we see with live stream is that if you use certain platforms, you can go back and actually look at all the analytics of your of your live stream and you can start to see the growth. But the issue is that you're not to focus in on the growth. You got to focus in on the content. You got to focus in on the audio. Then you can focus in on the visual. We, we get everything skewed. We get everything backwards. We start to think about growth first. And oh my gosh, I, wanna, I want to grow to this many people where your content is subpar and nobody's listening to it. Since nobody's listening to it, you're not going to have the growth. Your audio isn't great. And since your audio isn't great, people are going to tune in for just a little bit and then they're going to turn you off. So if your audio and your content aren't great to begin with, then guess what? You're not going to have the explosive growth that you think you will have as you move into this realm of podcasting and live streaming. It's just not going to happen. I am not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I am really trying to be a realist to help you understand that podcasting and live streaming, it is a long-term game. It really is. And the more you can settle your mind and your expectations along with that, the better off you'll be because incremental growth, that right there is sustainable. Your, your audience will appreciate your consistency, the consistency with your content, the consistency with how you how you connect with them and the consistency in the problems that you solve for them. So be content with incremental growth, making sure that you're solving the problems for your audience. Number five is that people are generous. Okay. Here's the thing. You know, I have been in business for a long, long time and business is super competitive, right? You are constantly competing with, other companies. And a lot of times you are competing with your peers for different roles and opportunities, you know, within the company promotion wise, all these different things. And so when you come from a competitive environment, like I have, right, when you move into podcasting and live streaming, this one really truly blew my mind. And it took me a minute to really embrace And Some of you may have a similar background. And so you may understand that it will take you a minute to embrace that people are really generous. The podcasting and live streaming, guess industry uh, or communities, if you will, are extremely generous folk. Oh my goodness. I cannot begin to tell you how many times when I started podcasting initially that I had so many people willing to listen to my podcast and provide some feedback. I had so many people willing to provide me with audio and, and uh, technical uh, insight into helping my audio sound better. When I started live streaming, I, oh my gosh, I, I cannot begin to tell you how many people would jump on 
um, one of my like practice live streams and provide insight. They would jump on the live stream with me and we would walk through all the audio, technical and, and, and visual aspects of what makes up a really great live stream. And they did all of this without any intent on trying to push me backwards, right? Because tendency, if you come from a, a fast-paced and uh, com- competitive environment, you know, your competition, they don't always have your best interests at heart. But in the podcasting and live streaming world, they have your best interests at heart. They want you to succeed. Because one of the things that I know is that in podcasting and live streaming, the more people that are out there, the better it is for the industry, right? Because there, are, as much as we think people know about podcasting and live streaming, we have to understand the world is massive. They, there's a lot, there are a lot of countries that have no clue, no clue what a podcast is. A lot of people in a lot of, a lot of these countries have never seen a live stream before. So we, we get caught up here, especially over here in America, where things are so abundant for us, live streaming, podcasting, audio, YouTube, internet, all these different things. But there is a portion of the world that has never seen or heard of a podcast. And so the more people that are in these industries, the better it is. And the one thing that I have found is that people are extremely generous. So my question to you is how generous are you with your time, with your expertise, with your knowledge, with other people? Let's make sure you are paying it forward because I'm quite sure someone has invested their time and their skills in helping you become successful. Let's move on to number six. All right, number six. Number six is real people and real stories make the best content. Once again, real people and real stories make the best content. Have you ever listened to a podcast or maybe even you know somebody, right? I'll I'll use this analogy. You know your friend, um, a coworker or somebody like that, and then you guys go to a meeting where there are probably some big wigs and, you know, people who are higher up and that person that you kind of know so well, as soon as they get in that room, they kind of turn into something that they're not. They, their diction and how they speak and the, the laughs that they would typically have is different. There is a massively different countenance in this person and you sit there and you wonder like who in the world is this right how many of you have heard that on the on a podcast and you're really like man i wonder if this person is actually that way in real life here's what happens a lot of times when we start a podcast we end up trying to turn ourselves into something that we are not we want to sound a certain way We want to present ourselves a certain way and understandably so, right? Because this is important that you are trying to get your content out. But over time, if you, if you don't find your own voice and understand who you are, the content that you have is going to be disingenuous. I'll give you a great example. Another example of 
when I first started um, podcasting again, not in 2007, but in 2019. And I started podcasting again and I started to, you know, um, record and I thought I was doing a great job and I sent it over to my oldest daughter to listen to. And she was just like, dad, that didn't sound anything like you. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, it sounded like your voice, but it didn't sound like Steve. It didn't sound like your years of experience and all these different things. It, it didn't sound like you. And I had to realize was that I was trying to present myself in some fashion that I thought would be acceptable to an audience. And we have a lot of podcasters and live streamers alike who do the same thing. You have to understand that real people and real stories make the best content. When we coach people at Podcasters Live, we spend the majority of our time helping them understand a little bit more about who they are up front before we get to any content, before we get to any pillars, before we get to any tech, before we get to any run of show, before we even get to recording, we help them understand and evaluate a little bit more about who they are and what they want to get out of the experience. Because once you do that, now everything that you do thereafter is, is goes through the filter of your character, of your values, of your pillars, of what you want to get out of it. And then any deviation from that, you can easily spot and you could kind of course correct why you're actually recording or during the editing process. So real people and real stories make the best content. I've, I, I will live by that and I will die by that in the podcasting, live streaming community. We have to make sure that you know more about yourself so that you can present to the audience the truest form of who you are because that's what they're listening for. They're listening for you. They want to know more about who you are, how you tick, how you may see the world, how you see a situation. It's critical that you know more about yourself so that you can present the best version of who you are to your audience. Now let's go to number seven. And number seven shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who has uh, been doing podcasting and live streaming for a while. And you've, you've realized and you've learned to realize that you have to be consistent with your frequency. You have to be consistent with your frequency. It is extremely important as a podcaster, a live streamer that you are consistent with when you publish a piece of, uh, when you publish an episode and or and or when you go live and here here's why we have a lot of people who are in the podcast and live stream industry and they get disenchanted with the medium because they're not getting the audience or the downloads that they so desire and when i go back and i look at their frequency i see a up and down pattern I don't see a consistency around delivering content at a certain clip. I don't see them consistently on live streams actually presenting quality content. So what happens is, is that you get a lot of people who are 
get become disenchanted with the idea of podcasting and live streaming. But here is the magic pill, if you will, is being consistent with your frequency. And here's the one thing I want you to understand that I'm not going to probably mention is that is, is, is around kind of the, the, the content piece of, of the consistency with your frequency here. And here's why, because when you're first starting out, your content is going to, you will have some idea of what you want your content to stand for, but over time it is going to solidify. It's going to, it's going just like a tree. It's going to, you're going to end up pruning off some edges. You're going to prune off this. Um, and you may add this piece in there and you may say, I don't want to do that. And you may actually start to, um, push certain things aside until things start to crystallize with your content and what you want to put out there. So it's extremely important that you understand the consistency and getting out there and putting the content out there. Um, however it may be is more important than the initial content in and of itself, because that's going to change over time, but building an audience Building a following, building a community requires consistency. And Podcasters Live, we say it all the time, all the time. The number one problem is not getting started. The number one problem is discoverability for a podcaster and live streamer. And so if you are not being consistent, it's going to be almost impossible for people to consistently discover your content and actually care about whatever it is that you're trying to put out there. It really is. You can have some of the best content, but if you are infrequent with how you put it out there, no one is going to believe you. We have so many things vying for our attention nowadays. YouTube, TikTok, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, right? Twitter, Twitch, you name it, vying for your attention. And so how are you going to be able to cut through that noise? It's important that you understand how to cut through the noise. And the way you do that is by being consistent with your frequency. Okay, so in summary, we had number one, embrace failure. Number two, always be learning your craft. Number three, forgive yourself quickly. Number four, be content with incremental growth. Number five, our people are generous. Number six, people in real stories make the best content. And then number seven, be consistent with your frequency. These are seven things that I've learned over my podcasting live streaming journey. And there are still more things for me to learn, but I'm hoping that these seven give you a really good understanding, um, fundamental understanding of some of the things that you are going to go through as you go down this process. At Podcasters Live, we focus on helping you grow your community so that you can grow your authority through the medium of live streaming. We are very interested in connecting with you and helping you understand a little bit more about yourself so that you can have the best quality content that you can put out there. You can visit us at podcasterslive.com slash now and you can connect with us for a free discovery call or what we call a preview call. It is something that we do to connect with you and talk a little bit more about your project, what you have going on, what are some of your ideas, what are some of your pain points, what are some of the things that you may be struggling with and how we can help you cross that chasm, 
how we can help you take your concept to production. We're looking forward to speaking with you. Once again, you can connect with us at podcasterslive.com. This is Steve Worthy, your host. Have a great day and God bless.